Hello and welcome. You are listening to the 1% Christian, the daily Bible study where we get together for 1% of our day. We study God's word and then we head out to the remaining 99% to do something amazing with this life that he's given us. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. I invite you to check us out at SOH dot church while you're there you can download our free digital app uh, mobile app rather uh, and there's a free digital bible on there uh, along with uh, other great resources Uh, you can join our online community and want to invite you down to sound of heaven whether via our live stream go to soh.church again uh, or come down to our location in deer park new york if you're within 500 miles it's worth the drive i've got to be i've got to be honest with you there so a uh, little bit different format uh, this morning. It was quite—I uh, uh, don't know—I don't know the word to use. Quite chaotic. Normally, what I like to do is I like to get to the office and get here a little bit early, and I get here and I prepare. And you know, even though we're only on for <clears throat> a couple of minutes in the morning. I like to prepare for a good hour. I like to read. I like to pray on what we're going to talk about. This morning, I woke up uh, to somewhat of a buzzsaw, you know, kids going everywhere and a lot of things. And, um, you know, it's very easy to look at the challenges of life and um, lose perspective. Uh, And then when I finally sat down and said, I better start preparing for today's show. I sit down at my kitchen table, um, knowing that I'm running a little bit late and honestly, uh, quite frustrated. And I look at my phone and I get a message from Johnny. And for those of you that have been with us, uh, all the way through the times of sound of heaven radio, you know, uh, that pastor Johnny and I, uh, co-hosted that. Uh, I we co-pastor at Sound of Heaven Church. He and his wife are the founders of Sound of Heaven Church. Um, they become our, our best of friends, and uh, we work together as well. And I got a message this morning, uh, and it's with a very heavy heart uh, that I announced that David Levenstein, who was our producer over at Sound of uh, Sound of Heaven Radio on one hundred three point nine here on Long Island, passed away suddenly yesterday morning. And it, it's the wildest thing because I found his card yesterday and he was so, he was like on my heart all day. And, um, like it, it was, it was bizarre how much I was thinking about him. I was like, I gotta get in touch with him. I saw him recently at, um, at a deli and we, we were talking and there was such a connection with this man. I, I just, I'm so grateful to have known him. Uh, he had the vision to bring a Christian show on what was absolutely a completely secular uh, radio station uh, that was meant more for business. And we quickly became one of the most listened to shows. Uh, we ended up getting a, a drive time spot on there on 103.9. And um, it was just an awesome thing. And, and, and Dave, who grew up uh, Jewish, really took to the show and he sat in with us occasionally. We went through John three together. He had us on his show uh, and it really injected the concept of faith into again, what was a secular radio station. And here's what I really appreciate 
about Dave. He asked such good questions. I mean, his questions were phenomenal. And he was just so hungry to know. And we, while we were there, we were there for a little bit over a year. Um, he went through some tough times. We went through kind of the COVID pandemic together, uh, not knowing what was going to go happen and, um, <clears throat> you know, adjusting to all of that, you know, using microphones when other people were using microphones. And and he just uh, something about him was such a light. And part of it was that he would ask these great questions. Now he was a very colorful guy. And I would say the highlight of the show, if you go back, if you, if you go on, on Facebook sound of heaven radio, we still have the Facebook page up there and look at some of the old uh, episodes there, probably the highlight of the show and not even, not even the time <laughs> the show was great, but in between during the commercial breaks, Dave would come in. And just no holds barred, just ask questions. Uh, he would just ask questions and they would be raw and real and the language was colorful. Um, but he really wanted to know. And I believe so deeply in my heart that God touched him while we were there. And he told us so. He told us that he's never been that close to God as to when he, you know, was able to kind of learn from us, you know, and, and just learn from, from the Bible studies that were there. And when I saw him a couple of weeks ago, he reminded me of that. Uh, and, uh, I'm just so, so grateful. And my thoughts and prayers go out to the Levenstein family. Um, I'm so sorry for your loss. Uh, I, I did reach out and, uh, I'm hoping to hear back, but it, it's just another kind of proof point that life is short. It, it's so short. We we don't know. The scripture calls it a fleeting vapor, a mist. It's gone like that. And you, you don't know when that time is. So just cherish every single day. And uh, I just, I know I took a few minutes here, um, but I, I'm just, I'm grateful for my friendship with you, Dave. And I know that, uh, and I do believe that you are in heaven uh, looking down on us. And and uh, I just imagine him following Jesus around, asking a ton of questions. <laughs> and and our loving father just, just you know, <clears throat> taking them all on and answering them. Because scripture tells us, if anyone lacks wisdom, you let them ask. And God gives liberally without rebuke. Never be afraid to ask questions. As a matter of fact, one of the most incredible ways that we can show that our heart is open uh, is the ability for us to ask questions. So uh, thank you guys for taking a few minutes with me. Obviously this is going to put us over a little bit today, uh, but I could not go without mentioning this. I just found out like maybe 45 minutes ago and it um, <clears throat> quite frankly shocked me to the core. So rest in glory. Uh, my brother, Dave Levenstein, uh, producer of Sound of Heaven Radio and uh, and uh, over there at at 103.9 FM, uh, you will be missed. OK, so uh, let's let's get to it. Right. We've got to press through that. It's what we've been talking about is that, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, a life that's worth living is and a life that's victorious is one that you um, have a mission and you press through to that mission. 
the worst thing that you can do is is give up. You know, it's okay to get knocked down, but you got to get back up, right? And I am so grateful that we get to study here today. So I want to jump right into Matthew chapter 6. Jesus is at a point in the Sermon on the Mount where he is starting to, uh, and he's been doing this the whole time, right? He's giving us two options uh, to look at. He realized that there is a, there's a path that you can take, uh, and there's that that moves toward God or moves away from God. Scripture tells us that there that there is a path that seems right, but it leads to destruction. And so often the path that seems right is how we feel, right? How we feel, uh, the, how we perceive things. And when we perceive things in a way that are off from the truth, it can lead us into places that can be, quite frankly, dark places. It can lead us into places where we will struggle. So yesterday we talked about the two treasures, right? That there are two treasures that we can pursue. We can pursue treasures here uh, on earthly treasures, and we can pursue treasures that are it, heavenly treasures, right? Treasures on earth or tre treasures on heaven. And it's not that it's bad to pursue nice things here on earth, but the challenge is, is when we put our value in the temporary things of this world, the reward that we get from those is temporary because everything that you can see, touch, smell, taste is in the physical is in some form of decay, right? The law of thermodynamics, right? To get scientific on you is that everything, every, all matter tends to move toward chaos. Nothing here will last. Okay. If you look, an archeologist will dig up a civilization and the civilization ends up being what was once great cities ends up being just a couple of feet of dust, ash, rock, and fragments. That is the destiny of anything that is physical. But through God, we have an eternal, an eternal being that we can pursue. So when we pursue things that have eternal reward, ultimately, ultimately, we can store up for ourselves treasures that go beyond this world. And this was actually, this is not a new concept that Jesus was introducing. The Jewish people often talked about, uh, you know, our actions here on earth, storing up treasures in the next life. And uh, Jesus brings that to recollection. And, uh, and, you know, we want to pursue Things, not things that can be destroyed, not things that are temporary, but things that are eternal, right? The Apostle Paul said, focus on the unseen, which is eternal, not the seen, which is temporary. So today, Jesus continues. Remember, this is continue. You and I stop every day and we go to the next, uh, you know, next uh, thought. But uh, Jesus continues down the same vein and says this exactly this afterwards. And we're going to talk about two visions today and two masters. So the eye of the, the verse 22, Matthew 6, 22, the eye is the lamp of the body. This is another saying that was in uh, Judaism uh, at the time that the eye is the lamp of the body. If your eyes are healthy, the whole body will be full of light. But if your eyes are unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light within you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. 
You cannot serve both God and money. So you see this section of his sermon, Jesus is addressing two choices that we have, especially around our possessions and what we possess. Again, yesterday, do we possess things that are temporary or do we seek to possess things that are eternal? So he uses the, uh, excuse me, he uses the concept of the eye. And if you know anything about eyes, right? Our eyes let the light in and our brain processes the things that we see. When you are blind, that doesn't happen. So a good eye is like the lamp of the body, and we're talking physically now. It basically illuminates the world around us and allows us to see things as they are. Think about that from a physical perspective. But if the eye is defective, then the whole body is blind. Okay, I hope you follow what I'm saying here. And in ancient Judaism, there was a saying, uh, the uh, phrase called the evil eye. You probably have heard it before. But in that culture, an evil eye was uh, the eye of a person who was envious, covetous, one who loved their own money, yet always plotted and planned against their neighbor's prosperity. So the people listening would have known exactly what we're talking about here between good eyes and, and, and bad eyes. And it really is about your perspective on the world. And Jesus, when he talked about the, um, the Pharisees and the religious leaders would often refer. And what did he say to the crowds for those when he would, and we'll get to the parables. He would say, those who have ears, let them hear those who have eyes, let them see. Now, nobody in the crowd that we know of uh, didn't have eyes or didn't have physical ears. That's not what Jesus was talking about. And that's how I think we know that is because Jesus uh, Jesus would heal them, right? So if they didn't have an eye, Jesus would have gave them an eye. Uh, if they didn't have an ear, just like when Peter cut off uh, that guy's ear, uh, Jesus uh, came over and healed his ear. So we're not talking about physical. He's talking about being f- physically blind. I'm sorry, spiritually blind. Or, or spiritually deaf, right? Unable to process what God is really doing and saying. And that's my prayer for you, is that you seek to be able to see more clearly, that you have 20-20 vision in your spirit so that you can know what God is doing in any given time. You can hear what God is trying to say over your life. So what Jesus is talking about here being that the eyes uh, are the lamp of the body. Jesus is saying that allow your eyes to be eyes that are spiritual eyes. Allow your eyes to be healthy. When you pursue and when you are looking toward the world, don't always look to consume and, and remove what can you take for yourself and, and, and honestly miss what God is doing. In Proverbs, it tells us to trust in the Lord with all your heart. Your eyes and your heart are very similar, right? If if your heart is defective in the way of spiritually, your your whole perception and everything changes. And again, we have two choices. We have choices between, and, and Jesus wraps it up right here. 
really choosing between two masters in our life. Are we going to allow the physical possessions in our life to guide us? And I'm not just saying physical possessions, but honestly, the wants, needs, and desires of the things that are physical, the, the very self-absorbed things you know, that we, that we can pursue. Are we putting our value in the world around us that is always in some sort of state of decay, right? In the natural. God wants you to put your faith and your trust in the things of the supernatural. And that's not, that's not ignoring what's here. As a matter of fact, we just went through the Lord's prayer the other day where he prayed what? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The one thing that we seem to always forget as Christians is that when we focus on the things of God, when we pursue the things of God, because we have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead inside of us, we are able to bring what is in heaven here. We are able to wipe every tear because we have the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. We are able, and I believe this with every fiber of my being, that if we just banded together, we could feed the hungry. We can clothe the naked. We can solve every single issue that this world has with the gospel. Every mass shooting would be stopped if they had the love of God in their heart. Every single war would be eradicated if God's people held to his love. But we don't. We detract from that. We allow our eyes to see more darkness than we do light. We allow ourselves to pursue the things of this world versus the things that God wants. And ultimately what we do is we try to serve two masters. And on Sunday morning, we try to be the best we possibly can. And then we go out into the world and look what happens. And some days we despise what we own and I'm just being real. Some days, if we're not careful, we can despise the things of God because often the things of God want to pull us away from what we want to do. Why? Because if we're left to our own devices without the wisdom of God, we can destroy ourselves. So we end up in this fragmented state where we're in between what we want to do and what God wants us to do. And if we would just turn our eyes toward the things that God wants to us to do, what we'll realize is that one, some pretty cool stuff. Okay. Not everything that God, nothing that God wants you to do. It may be contrary to what your flesh wants, but nothing is boring. Nothing. God will, if you pursue God with all your heart and all your soul or your mind, your life will be far more fulfilled than if you pursue the, the things of this world that rust, that mossy, that thieves can come and steal and destroy. But what did it say yesterday, right? The treasures of heaven will never rust, will never be destroyed, can never be stolen from you. So today, we aim to serve God. And the money that we have, the resources we have, if we would just allow God to use those things, it doesn't mean that you won't have nice things. But what it means is that nice things won't have you. And that's freedom. Because you don't need anything. Like Paul said, 
I've learned to be content in all situations, whether I have plenty or whether I have or whether I'm in want, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you for all my friends and family that are with me each and every day. Thank you for this study. Father, I pray uh, first for comfort over the Levinstein family, Lord, that they would be comforted in this time. And I just ask you all that are within the sound of my voice to lift them up today. And for those of us that are here, Father, when we're faced with the two choices, we want to choose you. Your word says that a double-minded man is unstable in in all his ways and shall expect nothing from you. But you know what we expect from you today, Lord? Why? Because we put you first. We seek you first in all your righteousness. And because of that, we know that we'll never lack. That everything that is good would be added onto your life. I pray that over you today in the mighty name of Jesus. I love you guys. I am Pastor J.D. Ambrosio with Sound of Heaven Church. Check us out at SOH.Church. You are listening to the 1% Christian, where 100% starts with 1%. And uh, I thank you for joining me here today. We're going to continue and finish Matthew chapter 6 in a couple of days. And whatever's going on in your life, what we're going to study next is don't worry. Don't worry. Love you. Have a great day.